Welcome to the audio version of Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. It's the weekly live podcast covering everything Comic Con, hosted by the Englishman himself, Leonard Sultana, and the queen of the Friends of Comic Con Forum herself, Alyssa Franks. This is Season 4, Episode 44, recorded on Sunday the 18th of June, 2017, a mere 31 days from this year's San Diego Comic Con, and 26 days from the event taking place just the weekend before, Disney's D23 Fan Expo, held at the Anaheim Convention Center. On this episode, we're very lucky to be joined by someone who knows D23 Expo inside and out. Christian Milan, who talks to us about what first-timers can expect from the show, explains how it compares and contrasts with our own experiences of San Diego, and answers as many questions as possible from our live YouTube audience. We then get into all the exclusive news from people like Funko and Factory Entertainment. And right at the end, we get some exciting news about Conan and the Funkos he's getting this year. It's a packed show indeed. We wouldn't be able to do what we do with Talking Comic Con if it wasn't for our kind sponsors of our Patreon. Please follow and donate at patreon.com Englishman SDCC. Welcome to Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Leonard Sultana. Um, it is 31 days to San Diego Comic Con 2017. Not uh, 2016, which I said last week when I listened back to the audio version and thought that perhaps we were going to attempt time travel. Uh, that is not the case. No, <laughs> 31, 31 days away. Um, I fly out in three weekends' time and I'm slowly but surely getting everything together. All the ducks in a row, uh, but uh, still plenty to do. Uh, still plenty of news to come in as well. Uh, so we are going to be covering all of that as we go throughout the show. And I'm going to also uh, cover that with my guests, because uh, we have, uh, first and foremost, my uh, partner in crime, Alyssa Franks, uh, from the Friends of Comic-Con Forum. Hello, Alyssa, how are you? I had uh, an injury on Monday to my oh, wife. And being in an area with ski, uh, six ski areas and mountain biking and rock climbing, uh, everything, auto- my mind automatically went to a torn ACL, which would have put a severe damper on my convention. However, I uh, went to my PT person and it was diagnosed as a, a pulled quad muscle. And I am up and moving and active and thank God for SDCC fit. Because it really has made my recovery from this so much easier. Yes, nice how I segued into SDCC fit. <laughs> Just because. So everybody get out and do something. How was Sounds your week? Like it. <laughs> um, it's been interesting. Well, yeah, it's been getting warmer and warmer. Um, and the sun's coming out. But I'm not getting any kind of tan because I've just been sat at the computer just doing... Website stuff. So no, I'm just I'm locked into that kind of mode at the moment. Uh, but other than that, uh, the week's been fine. Um, yes, it's just lots of uh, updates that we've been getting in. Uh, the other things that I have been uh, doing as well is uh, reading up on Disney D23. Segway into <laughs> our uh, other guest. We've got uh, joining us today. We have uh, Christian Milan. Hello, Christian. How are you? 
Good, good. So happy to be here. I'm again, uh, Leonard, Alyssa, big fans of your show. You guys are so helpful when it comes to SDCC. So it's incredible. In fact, uh, part of the reason why I do what I do is watching shows like yours is like, there's so much information, uh, to, to, to figure out. And you guys like are so valuable and there's hardly anything out there with regards to D23. So, um, thank you for all that you guys do. I'm, I'm, I'm filling up. Um, <laughs> thank you very much indeed for the kind words. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, well, I'm, I'm kind of speechless now. That's, that's great. I'm glad that we, we do. I mean, that's what we do the show for. We really do try our, our best to help, uh, every way we can. Um, certainly with the Comic Con, it's easier because like you say, there's a lot of information to process. Mm-hmm. But one thing that kind of struck me, when it came to D23 is that I actually got somebody posting and sort of like retweeting all my posts on D23, almost like I'm the only person who's posting about it. I'm clear. I'm clearly not, but it's very <laughs> rare when it comes to actual news going out there, uh, which is why I'm really grateful for yourself because uh, if you haven't seen, uh, this is everybody else. If you haven't seen Christian's YouTube channel. He has done a whole bunch of, I'm going to say it, essential videos if you are going to d23 they are essential videos which just get you into the mindset of d23 what you can expect and that's pretty much what we're going to talk about today i mean first and foremost i suppose and um, what's your history with d23 how many how long have you been going yeah so i mean i've been a member since it started um it started in 2009 d23 expo so i've seen it kind of grow to what it is today and um, what strikes me uh, every, every, and it happens every two years. So what strikes me about every time it grows and it changes. So um, what we want to kind of go over today is kind of just big picture. Uh, just talk about like how it looks, especially in comparison to San Diego Comic-Con, because a lot of your listeners probably are frequent San Diego Comic-Con goers, and they might have um, very little to no knowledge about D23. So um they're actually part of it is uh, being a newbie in D23 is um, you're overwhelmed. You're completely overwhelmed. And um, so what I've been doing is collecting a lot of what I know and from my attending and from other people I've said, just kind of get people like yourself, but like other people that are new so that the learning curve is more level. So it levels yeah. the playing field. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you say you've seen it grow. I mean, from 2009, I mean, at that point, they hadn't got Lucasfilm. They hadn't got um, Marvel under their belt as well. I mean, I can imagine that when that happened, things mm. just changed completely for the expo. Yeah, it you know, it kind of did. Um, but uh, in the beginning years, it was not very well attended. It started out as a four-day expo. It's now a three-day expo, um, and they sort of crammed everything onto Saturday. So a lot of um, what you see this year is unprecedented. I mean, they're going to have a Marvel pavilion this year, uh, specific to Marvel. They're going to have Joe Quesada host uh, an arena presentation. Um, they're going to have a Star Wars pavilion specifically on Star Wars land. So a lot of people that are <laughs> from San Diego Comic-Con, um, they're, I mean, just to back up, though, People who are prepared for San Diego Comic-Con, I feel like have a, a huge advantage 
because in San Diego Comic-Con, there are so many hurdles you have to go through, so many things that you have to, you're, you know, building social media teams and, you know, ability to wait in line. And so I feel like, and forgive me for saying, you guys are almost the experts when it comes to conventions, whereas even experienced D23ers, they don't know exactly i mean a lot you, i'll see a lot of questions about how, how early do i have to wait in line um what time do i have to get there uh how well, many, i mean yeah you, you, you you'd say about um, experienced attendees i mean does does d23 change from year to year in terms of how they organize themselves or is it are there things that you can kind of expect to happen this year that has happened in say 2015 2016 you know, uh, so the last one was the 2015. There are certain things you can expect. Um, so yeah, um, so the letter came out for, um, the how to, uh, line up and like the times. It's almost identical to 2015. So I'm going to walk you through exactly minute by minute exactly how it works. Um, so first and foremost, big picture, right? Um, D23, there's about, uh, 20,000 people per day. Uh, attendees. San Diego Comic Con is more is about what thirty to forty thousand attendees per day. But so it's not right. quite yeah, it's not quite at the level of Comic Con. Um, but also Hall D twenty three, your pretty much your Hall H of San Diego Comic Con holds about seventy five hundred people versus San Diego Comic Con's uh, Hall H, which holds only about what six thousand six thousand five hundred. So. The idea is right now it's probably not going to be as competitive in 2015. Now, 2017, boom, we hit a week before San Diego Comic-Con. And a lot of people say, oh, Disney wants to compete with SDCC. But really what happened was a gymnastics convention happened in August. So the Anaheim Convention Center was booked. So they bu- they had to move it to July. Not to directly compete with San Diego Comic-Con, but just because of scheduling purposes. Now, lucky for us fans, a lot of people who go to Comic-Con can now come a week earlier. That's why I'm going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they can attend both. Now, um, one thing uh, just right off the bat that I want to let you guys know is um, when you're coming to uh, D23 and you're coming from across the pond, say in like Great Britain or something, make sure you arrive the day before. Because you cannot line up in the lines, overnight lines or anything until you have your, your ticket. They scan your ticket before you even line up. So when you arrive, so make sure you arrive 24 hours before the convention. If you don't, then you're going to, you're going to arrive, um, at the arena and then you're going to say, let me wait in line at 5 a.m., 4 a.m., but they're not even going to let you in until you have your ticket and will call is not open until 8 a.m. And that's going to like drive a lot of people bonkers, especially people that are from out of state or out of the country. So just make sure you go to will call immediately when you get into Anaheim. Um, so a, a couple other rules of the game. Um, there's going to be metal detection. There's going to be bag check. That's unlike anything that you see at other Comic-Cons. And I think a lot of that has to do with the most recent events at Phoenix, um, which you can probably go Google that. But they... they they really go one by one. There's five entrances, but they really scan you and check you one by one 
So a lot of people that are used to other conventions are going to get frustrated um, with having to wait so long to get inside. A couple other rules of the road, um, no filming. There's no filming at all in the Hall D23 live action panel on Saturday or the animation panel on Friday. The other panels you can film. Um, the reason why they do this is because there's exclusive footage that there that's not ready for the public to consume yet. So, for example, like they uh, displayed a lot of Jungle Book footage, and that Jungle Book footage um, was never seen until the actual movie came out. Whereas, if you go to other conventions, you can pretty much see footage like the day after or something. Um, overnight lines start at 10 p.m. So when you arrive uh, in the D23 Expo, you're going to arrive at Hall E, um, and Hall E is the underground area where they collect all the overnight attendees for both Hall D23 and the Expo show floor. There's going to be um, golden, there's going to be lines uh, kind of on the floor and you'll see um, are denoted by like little golden Mickey's one, two, three. And you're going to know exactly where to go. If you're a gold member, get into your gold Mickey line. They're going to direct you. If you're a non-member or general member, you're going to go in a separate line. We've got, um, well, we've got someone on the Q and A already, actually, asking about the lines, and you're saying that that's when the lines officially start, say for the overnights. Um, yeah. Is it assumed that we're going to be getting people starting an unofficial line prior to that 10 p.m.? Yeah, that's that's the yeah. that's the big question. So what happens is, especially in 2015, so 10 p.m. is the official line. Uh, when people arrive, if people were to arrive at 10 p.m., they'll be surprised at the hundreds of people that are already in line. So outside the hall E doors, there's a glass door that is right outside the convention center. There's a couple of staircases and it begins there and it wraps around the block down around the hall, hall and convention center. And that line starts as early as 7 a.m. the day before. 7 a.m. the day before. So let's just say your program, your live action panel happens on Saturday morning at 10.30, right? So if it starts at 10.30 a.m., then um, you, like up to 24 hours, uh, you're, you're going to be lining up. On Friday the day before is still convention day. So there's going to be people in the convention but there are one-day ticket holders for Saturday that don't care about Friday, that don't care about the convention. They're going to start lining up at 7 a.m. the day before. Well, Saturday's sold out, hasn't it? So that's the, the evidence of that. Yeah, Saturday sold out two months prior to the convention versus last last 2015 convention sold out only two weeks. So Saturday's a big day. But your listeners are going to wonder, how can I get into Saturday? You can still buy three-day passes, and so you could still get in Saturday. Um, one thing that I've noticed comparing to uh, Star Wars Celebration is that it is so they, – they keep on selling these tickets. Like, I think SDCC does a really good job of cutting it off. But D23, they just keep on selling and selling and selling, and you really don't know how many people have physical tickets. Um, but, yeah, your, in answer to your question, though, people uh, start lining up 24 hours prior to the event. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm staying at the Marriott right in front of Hall E, and I'm going to do some tweeting on how the line looks outside of Holly on Saturday, uh, Friday morning, Friday uh, night before Saturday morning, which you'll probably see as well. But um, that line is going to go around the block before 10 p.m., guaranteed. Fair enough. I, it's kind, I kind of assumed that that was going to be the case because, uh, I mean, it, obviously the Saturday panels really are 
a lot a lot of attention is being uh, put onto those. Although it's got to be said, the 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 content that's been uh, announced for this uh, for the expo across the board has just yeah. been incredible. But um, and they really have done their best to kind of spread it out a much. But Saturday very much has the 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 spotlight on it because of the. Lucasfilm and the uh, the Marvel attention as well. Um, we've got a couple of people that are asking uh, about D23 Gold members uh, yeah. because several people have signed up for those, um, of, of which I am one of them. Um, I'm basically asking what advantage does that actually get? Uh, because um, I actually assumed um, rather naively uh, that you actually had to be a gold member to get d23 tickets um and that's i signed up for gold and that's what i uh, did at which point found out no it's just a discount on the the main uh, tickets but what does gold membership actually re- realistically get you so uh so there's several tiers of tickets uh, so unlike other conventions like there's a definitely very tier system of who gets in when who gets preferred seating who gets in the panels there's the general member, not or non-member. There's the gold member individual. There's a gold member family. There's exhibitors. There's media, and then finally there's sorcerers. So there's definitely different tiers of uh, membership. So if you're talking about gold individual memberships, what you get is actually preferred seating or pre- pre- priority seating into Hall D23 and other panels. They're going to separate you in a different area as you get enter, enter the convention center. The, the, and I've heard, had questions about how big is that preferred seating area? Well, if, if you look at the uh, layout of the convention center, I did in the previous video, there's, there's a, a segregation of A, B, and C areas, like a little pie. You get preferred seating behind sorcerers, behind media, and then right in back of that, part of that B area, you'll get preferred seating behind there. It sells out pretty quickly. So long before 10 p.m., um, the gold seating area will be sold out. You don't need tickets to get into Hall D23. That's a big misconception. What you do need is um, just a waiting line as soon as possible. And if you want to get into um, panels like these, uh, the arena, the um, Hall D28, and the uh, Stage 28, and also the Disney Archives, you can get what's called a Stage Pass. What a stage pass does, it allows you to come up to the uh, show about 5 to 15 minutes prior and not wait in line. But it does not work for Hall D23. Um, another thing that Hall uh, stage pass, uh, one, one thing about stage pass is you'll see in Hall A at the other side of the convention center from Hall D23, um, a huge line. And you'll see a big board that shows how sold out those stage passes are. How much, how much do the stage passes usually go for? Well, you don't have to buy them. All you oh, to do okay. is, pre- yeah, you pre- it's like a fast pass for Disneyland. You just present your ticket and they give it to you for the show. Now, here's the trick. So after Hall D23, is, so Hall D23, uh, the live action panel uh, ends at about 1230 according to the schedule. It's a big misconception. It's actually going to end around one. Um, the reason why they do this, they clear out panels right afterwards. And the next panel in Hall D23 is not till three o'clock. So they're going to run over, guaranteed. They always do. People are going to run to the um, level up gaming 
Gaming at one one o'clock. They're going to talk about Battlefront, and they're going to talk about uh, Kingdom Hearts. People are literally going to run at one o'clock because he let out after Hall D twenty three on the show floor. Huge crowd. They're going to run either of two places, either to the expo, uh, the arena, or they're going to run to the stage twenty three or or, um, a stage pass line. And the stage pass line has two different segments of. uh, of lines, one for the morning and one for the afternoon. At 9 a.m., you can collect stage passes for everything up till about, uh, I think every, everything happening before three o'clock. And then the stage, it sells out. Then at 12.30, at 12.30, they're going to have another line for any panel that happens after 3 p.m. So you can get one stage pass for the morning and one stage, stage pass for the afternoon. Here's the thing. Everyone's going to try to get a stage pass for an afternoon panel right after live action. That's not where you want to be. <laughs> it's going to be insane. If you think you can actually make um, the um, the level up the uh, the video game panel after um, the Hall D23 live action, you're not going to make it. <laughs> the reason why is people have been lining up for live action long before the, the what is it, the 12.31 p.m. Sh- uh, showtime. So, um so you have to choose, is my point. Choose, make sure you make a choice if you want to attend the gaming. Don't even try to get into the live action, if that's important to you. If you want to get into live action, don't don't expect to get into the um, the show. I don't say this in any kind of negative way. I just don't want you to be uh, ill-prepared because a lot of people, honestly, they think they can circle 15 things on this show schedule and get into all of them. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm very white's actually turning around and saying my head is spinning. This is crazy. <laughs> uh, it, just, it really does seem like you have to kind of really sort of like micro analyze what you would like to get out of the convention and out of the expo because just getting all of it would be, I mean, Andre White, I'm a seasoned Comic-Con veteran. And I feel overwhelmed, which I think that's, I think that's what we're going to, a lot of people are going to get when it comes to D23. Just but, quickly. Oh. But I I am going to say that um, most people, most attendees of San Diego already make those kinds of choices. So once you tell them that you've got to make that choice, that they won't have a problem with it at all. As long as they're aware that they're not going to be able to walk into the the three o'clock panel. Well, that's the that's the thing. I mean, say, for example, with Hall H on Saturday, people make the decision or the choice to do Hall H on the Saturday and they sit throughout the day. They clear panels out. Is that they clear panels out at D23, don't they? So you yep. you can't just park your backside and do the day. Nope, nope. Yeah, so they, they definitely clear panels out, and they're um uh what you what you have to watch out for is kind of getting out into the show floor because right after you get out of the show floor. Immediately after that is center stage. Center stage is where they have live presentations, and there's going to be a lot of live performances, um, uh, like family bandstand, a lot of other things. So you're going to come out of center stage. You're going to be very distracted. A lot of people, when they have a, like a, a plan, they just throw it out the window immediately right after um, getting it. But um, back to your your question about gold member um, uh, advantages, you also get special gifts from the expo. They give you, uh, I think it's going to be a lithograph, if I'm not mistaken, just to, to have that. Um, if you are a gold member, you get to bring one other member, uh, either D23 or guest, into the panels with you. If you have a gold family membership, um, you can bring up to three people with you into these panels, into the, like the preferred lines. 
And um, I've got a lot of questions. Is, is it too late to sign up for gold membership and apply that to my ticket? It's, you know, it, right now it's June 18th and it's, you know, less than a month out. What you could do is you could get a gold membership still. What you'd have to do to apply it to your ticket, whether you bought it or not. Um, if you, if you buy it after you bought the gold membership, that's fine, but you have to email D23 Expo at experience inc.com with your new gold membership number. And that way you could apply it to the ticket before you arrive at the expo. And again, you can bring up to two members if you're an individual and three if you're a family membership. How, um, I mean, you've said already that, uh, uh, you expect the gold membership lines to fill up very, very quickly indeed, which I can totally understand. Do they actually let you know when the, that line will cut off? And then it's a case of, okay, no, we, we've, we've filled up this, this allocation back of the bus, back of the bus. Um, yeah. is, do, do they actually give you that heads up? Yeah, so uh, again, uh, the D23 Expo staff is really, really one of the biggest selling points of D23 Expo. They actually pull people from Disneyland Park to man the lines because they're experts at line management. Um, they will tell you, uh, they will tell you when the gold membership line for preferred seating has filled up. And then they're going to direct you to the uh, the secondary line, which is the gold and also the non-member and general membership line that no longer get preferred seating. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very clear. Here's another uh, big issue with former D23 Expos. A lot of the preferred seating, sourcers preferred seating, media seating isn't filled up Um and there's gaps. There's huge gaps in the Hall D23. A lot of people don't know this. So even after they're supposedly sold out and they're full, you'll see a lot of empty seats. Um, it sounds what like, a lot of like people... Star Wars Celebration in that regard, because uh, there was a very similar setup that they kind of had people going into Star Wars Celebration. And then by the end, uh, sorry, and everyone had been waiting for it for hours and they'd gotten the wristbands. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, there were these pockets of seats that were just available. Yeah, so a, a little pro tip, um, there is sometimes like a standby line that fills those gaps. And there was a lot of groans in 2015 is, how come I've been waiting for, you know, 15 hours and someone that just showed up gets better seating than I do. So expect that. Um, there's going to be complications with that. Um, if take, you're, a, take a deep breath and get used to the idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And and the other thing is, um, so there's two Hall D23 presentations per day, right? There's a morning and an afternoon one. Um, if you don't make it into the morning panel and you're still in line for some reason, they're going to ask you, do you want to stay for the afternoon Hall D23 presentation? Oh. Do you want to start forming that line? Um but, and a lot of people are just going to do that. On Saturday, the, the afternoon panel is the uh, Star Wars parks and resorts, and they're going to, it's almost exclusively going to be about Star Wars land. So here's the thing. Which, by the way, if, if you haven't spotted this online, uh, this is everybody else, if you haven't spotted already, the uh, Millennium Falcon apparently has been spotted by Google Earth already. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I can imagine that's going to come up in conversation uh, on that panel. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, this expo, I mean, Star Wars line is going to be here long after we die. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's one of those pivotal moments in Disney parks history. It's like you're watching the Sistine Chapel go up. I mean, it really is because especially if you're a Disney, Disney fan, the reason um, it's going to, I mean, this expo is, 
could arguably be specifically about Star Wars land. They're probably going to talk about what the name is. They're going to have a full expo show floor pavilion on Star Wars land. They're going to have a model of the entire Star Wars land. They're going to have concept art. And here's what I'm going to be looking forward to. They're going to have the Imagineers that worked on Star Wars land ask questions and talk to you about how the process worked, just like they did for um, uh, Pandora back in 2015. So this this expo is going to be specifically, I mean, mostly about Star Wars land. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. If I, so, could, uh, if I could ask a quick, go back to the gold membership uh, question. Yeah. So, Prior to 10 p.m., um, the lineup is outside. The gold mm. and the uh, general members are in the same line. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you don't. So, make, so they make. So, so you get. So you get separated as you enter. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's what happens. Um, so you're you're outside the glass doors of Hall E. It's one big line on Saturday morning, or I'm sorry, Friday night at 10 p.m. So at 10 p.m., they open the doors. Um, I remember because in 2015, I was the very first one outside those doors. Um, so on Saturday morning, what they do, it, it's different from Friday because on Saturday, what they did in 2015 is they split the show for line to a completely different door than Hall E. If you're there for live action, don't worry about it. Just stay outside of Hall, uh, out of the, that, those glass doors. But at 10 p.m., they open the door, they scanned your badge. This time they're going to metal detect you. Um, but they, the reason why they split the lines is because if you're in the show, going for the show floor, you're probably aiming for the Disney store and those Funko Pop exclusives that we could talk about later. Um, but they're going to split you off to a whole different area a, um, on, the, on the third floor where you can be in a carpeted waiting room um, and you can basically sleep and camp out. And Hall D23 attendees will go down into the basement for in Hall E waiting for the Hall D23. Um, uh, when you get carpet, he said, he said, the, he said the carpet word. I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm, ha- I'm happy with the carpet word. <laughs> so when you go downstairs, if you're waiting for the the, the hall, um, when you go downstairs, they'll break you out into the gold yep. and the regular membership. So when you won't lose much place in line. If you get to the back of the gold line, find that it's capped and have to go into the general line. You won't get sent to the back of the line, for example. So, so you'll be able to just go straight into the general line at pretty much where you would have been um, if you had just stayed there. That's very good to know. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And he, here's here's the thing. A lot, what a lot of people at San Diego Comic Con do. So this is directly for your listeners. What the, uh, what I, th- what I hear they do is they kind of um, save their place, leave, get some food, they come back, um, they have people wait, save, save places for them. It's very dangerous to do that for D23 Expo, and I'll tell you why. They shift around the line so much. Uh, especially when it comes to giving you wristbands or kind of like moving things around there. Okay, we're going to go here now. People that were like formerly in the back, if they move the line, they're going to run and they're going to try to get into the front of the line and cut in front of the people that are just not there. Um, and by the time the line has moved, if you've say taken a nap or something, you come back, you've lost your place. So, um, D23's official policies, there's no holding places, but from a practical standpoint, it just gets really dangerous because you'll lose your place. Um, 
But when, when you're in Hall D23 or Hall E, waiting for Hall D23, you'll find that there's a lot of people that are really cool. Um, there's there's a, a nice little cafe that you can buy food. So you really don't have to leave. Um, there's bathrooms down there. It's it's it, it, The only thing that I, I complain about from 2015 is there's monitors that try to entertain you, but kind of on a loop. <laughs> they just show the same commercials and Disney shows, and you you just learn things about Muppets that you don't didn't want didn't care about. <laughs> It's it's on a loop. So you it's so it's so hard, guys. Um, you drive yourself nuts. And um, so you can't, you can't go uh, to the bathroom and get food in the hall. Yeah. Just you wouldn't recommend going back to the hotel room and for an hour or two. Okay. No, I I, I definitely wouldn't. Um, and um, yeah, you you you'll be down there for for quite some time. There's gonna be phone chargers there too. Uh, there's you know there's gonna be plenty. Be careful what you bring in there. On the official letter, it said uh fit only what you can in a bag and they're going to metal detect you now. So I don't know how it's going to work with folding chairs and other things like that. They may le- make you leave it. I don't, I'm, I'm really not sure yet. I actually um, asked the, uh, the director of communications there to see how that works with, you know, metal objects last year or in 2015, what happened was someone actually brought in an inflatable mattress and you, they just pumped it up. They slept, they, you know, you can see it on my old videos, but um, they, people became pretty well prepared. I don't know how that's going to be different with security nowadays, though. So. Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, I was queued up for Hall H uh, last year, and it's when you saw in the um, disabled line, someone had brought, I mean, it was a good two and a half foot off the floor, <laughs> full inflated um, uh, mattress. And I thought, you know what? I have no problem with that, actually. That's probably a good idea. Uh, the Mac Phantom is actually saying uh, they're pretty restrictive in terms of what they can bring and was planning on uh, sleeping outside. But what do pe- people normally do with their sleeping bags and other stuff? So it is kind of, it does become very much a case of just discard and move on. Yeah, you know, um, when 2015, you were able to, like, send someone to run and then just, like, drop it off and then come back, um, which is fine. And that might be the case here. It just... It's I would only bring in what you expect to either take or toss. Uh, that's just my personal recommendation. Or people got creative and brought those inflatable pillows and you could just basically collapse it and put it back in your um, in your satchel or something. Another thing is um, there's phone chargers there, uh, but you cannot bring your phone into live action. So they give you these. Yeah, little- I, 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 was, I was going to bring that up. The, the slight disparity yeah. between those two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Any, anything that can't fit into a, um, a plastic bag about this big, they actually make you check it in. So, um, uh, so your phone will be charged, but unfortunately you can't communicate with anyone for three hours. So just be careful about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I've had one or two people message me on Twitter saying, yeah, I heard about they confiscate your phones and I'm not too sure about giving my phone up to, uh, you know, to a, a third party, uh, that's, um, organizing a, a convention. And I went, yeah, I can I can understand your thoughts about that, but this is also the bunch that organise Disneyland. They kind of know what they're doing. So no, I I I, I haven't. I don't think I have a problem with physically handing over my phone. But I, I it's yeah, you, you're right. It's it's just the whole idea that so there are charges available, but then you're charging up the phone. You're not going to be able to use. Uh, Andrew Dickinson, a quick Walmart trip for the cheapest sleeping bag. Then is uh, definitely on the cards. Um, yeah, uh, um, Graham Small was asking, are there any freebies 
given out on the large panels. Uh, Dan Berry did answer that, uh, that the big live panel last year had mini movie posters given away, which were Star Wars, Jungle Book, and I believe Alice in Wonderland, or Alice Behind the Looking Glass. Looking Glass, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think this would be a good time to talk about just exclusive that you get, not only freebies, but like the Funkos that you'll get uh, at this D23 specifically. So in Ce- Star Wars Celebration, they gave out the Last Jedi poster or, you know, that, that preview poster. Most likely they're going dis- to distribute either that poster or something very similar to that in the live action panel. Probably something about the Black Panther movie, uh, Captain Marvel, Infinity War, um, maybe Ant-Man and the Wasp. So expect some kind of freebie in there. Um, one of the biggest things about D23 is how centralized the exclusives are. So at, at San Diego Comic-Con, which your, your viewers are probably used to, is there's a Funko booth, there's a Tomy booth, there's a Hasbro booth. Well, at D23, everything's centralized in three stores. D20, Dream Store, um, Disney Store, or uh, Mickey's of Glendale. So say you want to get a Funko exclusive, and this year, by the way, it's going to be a Star Wars Dorbs 3-pack, um, and it's going to be limited to about 200 to 300. I'm not sure exactly how many. Yeah, well, they're going to go in a heartbeat. Yeah, so it's it's yeah it, it's amazing how like for fifty thousand attendees you have these limitations of about two to three hundred items. But in any case, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> so they're going to have that, and they're not going. They're going to sell it at the Disney store. So Funko Booth has its own Funko area at Star Wars Celebration, but see at the Disney store, there's an area where you can buy Funko exclusives. And so you're going to have to brave that Disney store line to get those Funko pops and, and, um, and exclusive. There's going to be, um, a, a Marvel pavilion. So much like the Disney animation and Pixar pavilion where they have artists come and you never know when they're going to have the artists come and sign, um, lithographs and give them out to the public. So it's it's really you got to be on tune with Twitter. Um, so I'm I'm very glad uh, Leonard that you have that very active Twitter account. Um, like they're gonna say, oh, over here they 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 have Stanley signing autographs and a and a lithograph, and you'll see a rush of people just storm the uh, the, the booth or the um uh, or the uh, Disney Pixar animation panel. I, I gotta tell you, the best exclusives are you'll find on the pavilion floor. Um, when it comes to those animation booth and the, and the Marvel pavilion, um. The, the past years, the Funko exclusives, uh, like the Buzz Lightyear Metallic um, Mickey, they were limited to 300 and they end up going for like $500, $600 on eBay, like the day of, which is insane. Um, the Disney Store has like uh, the uh, limit, five, limit 523 Mulan. I'm not sure if you're into that, but Mulan and um, uh, it's a two-pack. They're going to have a... Uh, uh, a mini mouse. They're going to have a dream store. will have other pins and other exclusives that are limited to about a thousand dream store. Isn't as difficult to get into as the Disney store, the Disney store, for some reason, it becomes this like all, all or nothing kind of attack on like, can we get those exclusives? And even experienced San Diego comic conners get frustrated because everything's so centralized. Um, so you know, if, if somebody wants to try for one of those exclusives, they line up in the floor, the, the carpeted room in the third floor and the line for that, um, you said that, that, that line opens up at 10 PM also. Yeah. It's a so, from, and, and Holly in it. 
Yeah. So, so what happens is every day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there's going to have different exclusive and you're no, you're not going to know when it's going to come out. Um, I'll do, I'll give you guys a preview. So if you follow me, then I will show you what's going to come out, but the general public doesn't know. Um, so on Saturday, like I said, for the Saturday, you actually go to the third floor, but for Friday in 2015, you didn't, you went to the hall E with everyone else because there was room. But for Saturday, there's not enough room because everyone's there for live action and it basically fills up pretty quick in Hall E. So you line up, you get officially get in there at 10 p.m. But I, I got to tell you, the first 300 people on Friday morning that were coming into the expo floor were there for the Disney store. I, and I know this because I talked to everybody that was there. What are you guys looking for? What are you guys looking for? At 10 p.m. when they let you in, they give you wristbands. And they number those wristbands. So they know exactly where you were in line. Because what they do is at about 3 a.m. in the morning, Friday morning, they take the first 300 out into the um, in front of the expo. And they take pictures. They do filming. They do a whole bunch of other things. They let you cheer. You're on TV. You do but special we're, detour- we're trying videos. to sleep, man. We're trying <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> they, but they do that, and and then they bring you back into Hall E to wait for the show floor to open. But they really capitalize. They interview you for the D23 uh, filming video, so I got interviewed as well. And they use clips from your video on their own D23 um, site, which is a lot of fun. Um, but that's for Friday. On Saturday, so on Friday during the expo, they're going to have a sign in front of the Disney store. Oh, the Funko exclusive. Buzz Lightyear is coming out tomorrow or uh, on Saturday. They're going to have a sign in front of Disney store that, oh, this exclusive is coming out on Sunday. So you'll know the day before, but probably not earlier, what what exclusives are coming out the next day. Wow. Or we can yeah. follow you and you'll tweet it out. <laughs> yeah, just, just follow me. I'll tweet it out. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, it, it's it, it's it's quite quite a, a situation. Um, <laughs> That's an understatement. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we've got a couple of questions, uh, which I'm just going to fold in, because it also does um, uh, go back to the, the show floor uh, thing that you're saying there. Uh, this is Graham Small. What's the show floor shopping area like? I'm I'm going to kind of edit editorialize that. I'm going to say, what's it like in terms of the actual floor, um, in terms of how does it feel? I mean, does it, does it feel crowded? Does it feel... I mean, what's the what's the atmosphere like on the shop, on the on the exhibition floor? I mean, does it feel... Like it is a, a lot of people. Yeah. So, like I said before, um, San Diego Comic Con is very different from uh, the D23 Expo. The show floor it feels very spread out um, at D23 Expo. There's four main halls: Hall A, Hall B, Hall C, and Hall D, which is converted to Hall D23. The um, I wish I could show you. Actually, I have a map of the show floor real quick that you can see from 2015 how it looks. Um, so can you see that? I don't know if you can see that. Just back you up a little bit. And let me just see. Yeah. So that's the show floor. Everything is pretty well spread out. The And the dream store is in one area. The Disney store is at the kind of the center top area. And the so Hall A is where the Dream Store is. Hall B is where the Disney store, Mickey's of Glendale is in a Hall C. So um, I'll describe it for you a little bit in more detail in one of my videos. But what happens is there's main avenues, the Mickey main Mickey Avenue that goes down the center. 
that you walk down in a single file to get into the Disney store. When I was in that line trying to get the exclusive in 2015, people tried to cut by going down a different avenue and trying to get into the Disney store a different way once the door opened. You can't do that. <laughs> if you try to do that, people yell at you like crazy. So, um, so, so I, I've, I've seen everything. I've seen all the different tricks. They really single file you from Hall E into the Disney store line. And it feels like a, a kind of more orderly procedure. Um, one thing that they're doing this year in 2017 is they're going to have, um, periodic parades, uh, led by Mark Hamill, the stars of Descendants. It's kind of like the, um, your standard Disneyland parades, but led by a uh, really a new star. And that's going to really clog up. I feel, um, the hall, uh, the D23 Expo this year because it's just going to make it more crowded and people are just going to like navigate toward, um, that area. Autograph Central. I mean, that, that one, that was it. That one on Fridays with Stanley and Mark yeah. Hamill. Uh, which that's just going to be, that's going to be chaos. It's going to be insane. I mean, people are going to take pictures, videos, and um, not to mention uh, the autograph central is an area where you can get autographs from people like Stanley or, um, or uh, Dick Van Dyke and, you know, uh, autographs like that. There's going to be a lot of lines for that too within the expo floor. And you'll see that on the expo app when it comes out, but it, it, to answer your question, it doesn't feel as crowded as Comic-Con. Cool. I mean, I think that's a, a lot of concerns. I mean, certainly when I went to Star Wars Celebration, and remember, I, I went to London, so obviously that's going to be a slightly different vibe to the uh, the North American uh, edition. Um, it really felt kind of you could move around. There was some air to it. You could actually feel it wasn't feeling claustrophobic. Uh, San Diego Comic Con, obviously, it can feel very hemmed in and you, you're feeling pushed around. And I was wondering what the balance was like at, um, at uh, D23. A um, couple of more questions that are coming in. Uh, this is from Roshan. Uh, can one person get a store pass and stage pass on the same setting or are they two separate lines? So that's a very good question. So store pass and stage pass are both distributed in Hall E at the um at the very north side of the convention center stage pass line is going to be the bigger line but stage sto- the store pass line is going to be separate still in hall e um between it's going to be between the um uh the stage pass line and the emporium which is where they sell uh different vendors here the thing about store pass line guys um it's it sells out it opens at 9 a.m but it sells out within 30 minutes uh, i i didn't opt for that and they don't they give you 30 minute uh intervals of when to shop at the store um and uh you can't get in until after 11 or 11 30 i believe so they, the they, they stagger the 30 minute time frames depending on what you get when you get your store pass on um, for the stage and you don't know what's going to be sold out till you actually get in front um now the uh, stage pass, there's a huge, when you go to the airport, you see like, uh, uh, you know, uh, those terminals arriving this time. There's going to be a big board that will show you all the different shows throughout the day. And it'll, while you're waiting in line, it'll show you low quantity. Um, you know, a uh, hundred, hundred passes left. It's a really nerve wracking experience because, uh, <laughs> let, let's just say you want to see a, 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 th- a 6 p.m. panel with, um, uh, I don't know, Stanley or something. If, if you, if you're in the middle of the line and there's still 300 people in front of you and you know the capacity for the Disney archives is only 300, you're going to wonder, am I going to get that pass? If I don't, what else am I going to get? 
Um, and then people get discouraged because if they don't get a stage pass, it doesn't mean you can't get in. It just means you can't arrive there five minutes before the before the show. You could still get in, just wait in the regular line with everyone else. Uh, it might take you a little longer. So you kind of you choose where you wait in your line. You, you if you want to wait in the stage pass line or do you want to wait in the the line directly to get in the show. What I've learned though is um, there's nothing in the smaller pavilions like stage 28 and archives that I that I absolutely needed a stage pass for. I could have just gotten in just regularly. So D23 Expo, like the Cup of Joe presentation for Marvel, uh, you could get a stage pass for that. But I honestly, it's going to be sell out in minutes and I'd rather just wait in line. Fair enough. We've got loads of questions, so let's just uh, split through and do kind of like a a quick fire uh, one on this. Um, Cadillac um, TA, uh, what time do you recommend waiting in line for the Alan Menken show on the Sunday? Obviously, the a lot of focus is being put on the on the Saturday panels, but the the Sunday shows, um, as, oh, Saturday, uh, Friday and Sunday shows um, have a lot of interest, obviously because there are some very big uh, names being appeared, but not as uh, a lot of attention uh, on as the Saturday show. So, what would you say for the Alan Menken? Three hours before. There's two shows that day: one in the one in the mid midday and one in the late afternoon. Just be there three hours before. Excellent stuff. Um, a big question that's been asked for a couple of times, actually. Um, can you recommend any eating and drinking places uh, near or in the convention hall? Um, bring your own food. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just bring your own food. Don't even like you'll you'll get you'll find that they sell. It happens every time. They always sell out of food. It they never fails. Um, but you know, there's a really good Mexican place that I really like. Really good nachos. Um, there is the uh, the food trucks that were outside of the convention center last year. Very good grilled cheese sandwiches at a at a at the food trucks there. Um, you'll find that your your waiting time when you go outside will be cut down by probably about thirty minutes to an hour if you go to the outside halls. In um, the Hilton, right across from Hall A, you'll find that there's a subway there and a couple other cafes that are really good. Here's the thing, though, guys. Um, don't try to get in the Starbucks line the morning of the expo at the Hilton, because if you do, you're going to spend more time in that Starbucks line than you will in actual a panel line. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> and they have a cafe both at Marriott and the Hilton right in that convention center courtyard. I'm a, just to our, our limited number of viewers and on the, uh, on the audio podcast, uh, there's a wonderful thing on Starbucks. It's the, the remote ordering app. So figure out how to do that because I believe the Hilton in Starbucks Hilton will allow you to do remote ordering. I don't know that for sure, but I think it will. And one thing about bringing in food, I, I know I recommend bringing in your own food. The official rules are you should not bring in outside food and beverage. I was nervous about in previous years, so I actually I have a doctor's note that says I need food to to operate. Um, but here's the thing: they they okay, isn't that being a human? <laughs> yeah. we all need food to operate, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Flip me on, I'm good. Um, no, they, they, you can bring granola bars and, um, things that, uh, like, you know, things that are very protein rich, nuts and berries and things like that. Because once you get out of like your panel, it becomes like the hard choice. Do I eat or do I just risk it and become hangry and get in the next line and, or go to the show floor? So I, I just, you know, I don't know how many times it saved my life bringing in my own food. 
Fair enough. Um, Cadillac TA, uh, can I, well, I think this was actually covered uh, way before, uh, right at the beginning, if you missed the, the beginning of the show, but it's, it's worth asking the question again. Uh, can I attend the live action panel and go straight to the video games panel afterwards? Do they still let people in after the panel has begun? Look at that head shake right there. No. That's pretty no. definitive. No, I, I, I like Cadillac TA. I've, I've had, uh, I've interacted with you on my videos too, so I really appreciate the questions and everything. And so keep them up. I, I really, really like getting the questions. So, um, so yeah, my, the short answer is unfortunately no. You're not going to be able to get into the video game panel. I know that that was a big thing, um, for a lot of people that are going to San Diego Comic Con because those are two of the most kind of pop culture kind of, um, things that you want to do on Saturday. Um, there's so much other things to do. They do this, Disney does this intentionally to counter program so that if you don't get into what you want, you can go to the other one. So make a choice between one or the other. It'll do you a great deal if you don't try to do too much at once. This sounds awfully familiar. Uh, <laughs> Counter-programming counter indeed. Uh, Andrew Dickinson uh, is saying, uh, that, oh, we've got two actually, Andrew Dickinson and Swag Collector. Uh, there is a local Denny's. Uh, that he would recommend. And uh, also, Swag Collector says, Roscoe Chicken and Waffles. I will second Roscoe Chicken and Waffles, absolutely. I do, um, and uh, echoing what Graham Small says, um, how is the cosplay? I was thinking, yeah. I was wondering about cosplaying myself, Graham, so thanks for reminding me. So cosplay is great. Uh, everyone cosplays, and I, I think that you shouldn't, you should wear something, either whether, whether it's Disney bounding, uh, or cosplaying, or some kind of, like, wearing a D23 t-shirt. Now, a lot of the San Diego Comic-Con goers will be used to kind of the more risque elements of cosplay, um, that where you can kind of, like, wear scantily clad things. That's not gonna fly at D23 Expo, unfortunately. Um, and they're gonna actually, they're, I've had people that were asked not to come in and, and had to change if, cause they were in a, I, I don't know, but, uh, but this is, this is family friendly cosplay that we're talking about here. Um, again, I, I want to remind everyone like cosplay is not consent and you know, th- those kinds of things too. Cause it's like people like do such a good job about cosplay. Um, they put a lot of hard work and energy into cosplay. Um, I would just say don't try to bring too many props and things like that because they will compensate anything that looks like a weapon. So anything, if you're a Han Solo and you have a blaster, they might ask you to actually leave that behind. Um, uh, there's the masquerade competition, which a lot of people that are into cosplay enter. Yeah, I was I was going to quickly ask you about this because is this, is this open to the general public or is this kind no. of, is this it's a specific? Yeah, I thought yeah. as much. You, you 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 would have to have been invited as a finalist to enter that competition and um if you're in the masquerade they actually have you in a green room for about half of the day so if you're a standard convention goer you probably don't want to spend half the day into in the green room i mean i love the the masquerade competition it's absolutely fantastic i it's it boggles my mind last time uh the matterhorn yeti one um and i think a uh, uh, a Queen Amidala one uh, for just the and another thing about cosplay group cosplay is highly encouraged so like all the Tinkerbell fairies or everything from Once Upon a Time so um so that's a highly encouraged this time and um the the in other conventions you could actually hang around in the lobby and just get pictures taken that happens in this one too just you can't take any money or solicit auto, you know things like that um for doing your cosplay but you'll find that a lot at the lobby. I can imagine also the the fountain outside as well is yep. uh, a great yep. for for, for, uh, for play for uh, no, for play uh, center 
point for that. So cool. Um, what else we got? Um, Rogue Sean, when the show floor opens, is it like Comic Con where we have to race to Disney store booth or do staff lead you to the booths? They lead you to the booths. It's almost like a single file line. They know before the doors even open who is going into the Disney store. Um, so like I said before, there are some smart people that will try to get out of the line and take a shortcut to the front of the Disney store. Um, it, it, it's, it's useless because the Disney store has an opening ceremony every morning, just like any Disney store at the mall or whatever. They have like a 30 minute song and dance about finding the key and getting the key. So if you're used to that, so, um, you're gonna, everyone's gonna get in at this, at, you know, at a, at a specific time after nine. Don't expect the Disney store line to be open, uh, Disney store to be open till like about 9.30. It's going to be frosted over. So you're not gonna see what's in the Disney store. Um, until you actually get inside. So you can't even see what's in there. Um, and uh, you're not going to get out of the Disney store line, even if you're the first one into the Disney store till about 12 PM. So if you're looking for exclusives, it's going to take you, if you're the, even if, because I remember, because I was the first one in there. Um, you don't, you do not get out until about 12 because of the, the ceremony, because of the actual getting into the store and the, um, the lines to check out in, in the register. Uh, because, and it's not Disney's fault. Uh, I've seen Laughing Place, you know, the articles about, you know, the Disney store is awful, but it's really about demand. Um, everybody wants the, the Disney store exclusives that come out at D23. I wanted to actually just, <laughs> don't look at me weird. I just want to just pop into the store and see what it's like. And I get this sneaking suspicion that it's just not <laughs> the way this is set up at all. Uh, so, no, okay. That's, that's really cool. Listen. Again, I'll do a video. I'll do. I'll do. I'll put a video online of like what it's what what's in there, so you'll see that. You see, and this is where we do the natural segue. You see, because there are so many questions, and I, I mean, we've been we've done fifty minutes, fifty five minutes on this, and we could. I think we could just literally just keep on going because there is so much about this uh, this event which I'm fascinated about. I'm don't. Uh, don't look at me weird about this as well. I'm more excited about D23 than I am about Comic-Con because I don't know what to expect. It's just, it's such an unknown quantity. I think I'm just so thrilled about attending this thing. So it's, I'm, I'm so glad that you came on and answered as many as questions we could, but there's so much more that we uh, could get into. Where's the best place to, uh, for people to fo follow you? Uh, certainly on Twitter, on social media. Where's the best place? Yes, we all get our pens ready. And oh, so yeah. I'll give yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is at Christian D Milan. So it's basically my Christian Milan with D in the middle for Disney. And, um, and, uh, you can find me on YouTube. Just, uh, search for Christian Milan, uh, D23 Expo. And I do videos probably, uh, once every two weeks. And, um, as we get closer to the D23, I'll be there on Thursday, um, the day before the first day of the expo, kind of tweeting where, how the lines were, how the lines are, but more importantly, what's going to be inside the convention. So I'll have, I'll do a preview of what you're going to find before you even get in there. I'm going to do my best to get into town early. I think myself, I'm going to have to catch up and we'll do like a, a double header or something. We'll just kind of, we'll just, we'll, we'll attack it as a, as a, we'll attack it as a couple, darling. Uh, so. <laughs> Wonderful. Christian, can you please spell your last name just so we don't, we get that correct? Sure. It's Milan, like the city in Italy, M-I-L-A-N. So Christian D M I L A N. Yeah. Okay. And that's uh, Christian with a C. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Here, here, here in the UK, don't search for Christina Millian because that's a pop star <laughs> and that's someone else entirely. Uh, that's 
yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get confused. Uh, so, it's, it's so amazing. Like you guys are so, so incredible when it comes to San Diego Comic Con. The, the main reason why I do this is because people like you guys, like you do such a great job of, of detailing out what you could do to like get the most of it. And I just want to do something similar to you guys. And it's just, it's incredible having you guys like there as a resource. So thank you guys. Well, and that's one of the things that I found is that you find your niche, whatever, and you've got the, the D23 niche. So uh, you're, you're, <laughs> you know everything there is to know about the D23. And once yeah. you find your niche, you just, you go for it and, and bring it out. And just like Leonard and I have both found our niches and that's what it takes. Yeah. And I do have tickets to the San Diego Comic Con, but I'm so intimidated by it. We're there. We'll hold your hand. We'll be fine. We're there on Tuesday. We do have an open meetup Tuesday afternoon. Um, Dolphin Max is putting that together. You don't have to RSVP. Come by in front of the Hilton Bayfront by Starbucks, and it's just a gathering of people. Um, you know, or, to get, or, get to know or you can come come get drunk with us because we're going. On a <laughs> oh no, Tuesday. we're we're segueing off later on for Adele Bevy. So don't worry, <laughs> that will happen. I am determined. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I'm there. So, but that starts. Excellent stuff. That's the cool. So brilliant. Thank you very much indeed, Christian. I know Christian's going to stick around because, yeah, we're going to get into the, uh, to the uh, Comic-Con stuff uh, now. But once again, do jump in on his uh, Twitter, Christian D. Milan. Um, and, yeah, ask any questions. I'm certain he'll actually help. And, and of course, check out his YouTube channel because the videos are top-notch. They are absolutely stunning. Cool. Right, so let's crack on with uh, all the San Diego Comic-Con news of the last uh, seven days. Uh, I think first and foremost, we can, I mean, I can first uh, do a bit of a screen share because there's so much stuff that's on uh, the various um, pages that I've got, uh, including uh, we have ourselves uh, the uh, uh, news from uh, San Diego um, Metropolitan Transit System. Uh, if I can just, uh, oh, hang on a second, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, the, I'm trying to I'm trying to do a screen I'm trying to do a screen share and it's 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 struggling. Oh there, there it is. The, uh, the trolleys are were amazing. I was just like, oh, they're starting already. <laughs> so we're gonna get pictures, Leonard. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay, I was just trying to talk. Uh, we got a black screen. It's failing or failing on me. Uh, yeah, it's basically it's uh, one of the first wraps that they've uh, presented for. Uh, uh, Comic Con this year. It's uh, going to be based around the Orville, uh, which is going to be uh, Seth MacFarlane's new uh, show, which to me looks like a uh, mashup of Star Trek and Galaxy Quest, and I'm totally down with that. Uh, so no, that's uh, the new series. From there, if you follow SDMTS, uh, if you check out uh, Saturday's uh, tweet, uh, they've got the full picture of that. Um, we also have uh, news about uh, the various exclusives that are currently uh, doing the rounds. Of course, the Funko exclusives. Uh, we're now on week two of those. And here we go, desperately hoping that this will work. Share. Nope, not a thing. Damn it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I may just have to describe these then. This is where um, it looks like Google has a bit of grief. Well, I can talk through certainly uh, the ones we've got. We, I mean, we've had... Uh, the first three waves, which were, of course, Star Wars, Scott Pilgrim, and the uh, Marvel ones. For week two and wave four, we had ourselves animation, which was a Ren and Stimpy, uh, Happy Joy Joy 2-pack. Uh, a lot of pops, 
uh, in these uh, particular waves. I think they're starting to recognise that those are the ones that they're interested in. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the backs of Stockman. Um, cat dog, flocked cat dog. I had my wife had to sit down and show me the introduction to this thing because I had no idea what the hell cat dog even was. Totally <laughs> baffled me did that. Uh, South Park, the Coon, uh, South Park, Mintberry Crunch as well. At which point we then had a wave five, which was the DC one, which a lot of people have been excited about. Uh, the, um, Aries figure, uh, for Wonder Woman, which I'm surprised isn't a supersized pop. I'm very surprised that's not a six inch pop because obviously with the, the character itself, I, I thought that was going to be a larger, uh, item. Uh, you have a two pack daubs of Wonder Woman, which is Wonder Woman and Aries. Uh, you have Suicide Squad, which is a Joker Batman, which I don't remember from the film at all. So that's uh, an interesting uh, uh, variant. At which point you also have the Justice League, which is uh, Bruce Wayne in his jacket throwing the uh, the Batarang. And you also have Aquaman with a mother box. The one that's gotten a lot of people's attention is the blue chrome uh, Batman, which is a shared um, exclusive. It's shared with Toy Tokyo. Uh, so it is going to be available uh, away from the uh, conventions uh, floor. Uh, you've got Batman, the animated series, Man Bat. Uh, you've got DC uh, superheroes, Interplanetary Batman, which I'm guessing is with a clear plastic dome over Batman's head, which is uh, cool. Uh, you've got Wonder Twins three-pack, which is Jan, Jaina, and Gleek. And you have a uh, classic Nightwing and Deathstroke two-pack Dorbs and a red Batmobile and green Batman. It was easily the biggest uh, release we've had so far of the of the uh, Pop Funko waves. But still, a lot of people not kind of jumping on them. Uh, I think there's only a couple there that people have really uh, got excited about. Even the Justice League ones, uh, people not truly really jumping on. I think it's just the Chrome Batman that really has gotten people's attention. And uh, just uh, last to wrap things up, this was on Friday, the Wave 6, which was the uh, the television uh, run, which did get a lot of people's attention. Uh, you've got the Black Lodge, Cooper and Laura from uh, from Twin Peaks. You've got the Mr. Robot, uh, Mast, Elliot and Alderson. You've got the Walking Dead, uh, T-Dog. You've got the Doctor Who, Clara. Clara, for the first time, appearing uh, as a daub. Uh, sorry, as a uh, Pop Funko, sorry. Uh, the Tick, which is a glow-in-the-dark um, uh Funko, which uh, I'm any tick uh, merchandise, I'm more than that for. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan, always have been. And uh, then you had two Stranger Things uh, 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 Funkos, which have really got people's attention. Uh, you've got uh, a Battle Damaged Steve, and you've also got Mr. Clark, who has made my top five of most popular uh, posts on the site. They're the ones that everyone is, yeah, they're really excited about that. Um, so no, lots of really cool, uh, Funkos, but not, I think, out of all of them so far, one that is actually standing head and above everyone's real expectations. It's kind of like separated amongst uh, the Funkos so far. Uh, the thing that I don't know yet, uh, is certainly the prices and also the availability of these. Uh, they did actually mention in a tweet that some of them are going to be shared and certainly the to Toy Tokyo ones are going to be shared but they haven't announced yet which ones are going to be shared and where, and also what the quantities of these items are going to be. So people are going to be looking at these as collectibles and uh, possibly for flipping as well, uh, of which somebody has asked on the Q&A, what's my opinion of people selling on eBay these items before they've even been released? I could tell you, but I would like to keep the uh, um, the clean button and the explicit um <laughs> 
tag of my uh, iTunes account. So uh, I can't say out loud what I actually think of people doing that. Um, I, but uh, I will say, you know, that I, I uh, along with everybody else, I mean, I've sold items on eBay because the items that I've legitimately bought, not necessarily for flipping, but that I just no longer want. People know that I'm divesting myself of, of the extras in my collection. Okay, if you bid for something, go through with it. I got one. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. But I don't have a problem with people legitimately turning things over for a moderate, you know, for, for the going price. It's when you start, um, yeah, as yeah. you said, explicit. Moving on. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's like you say, I mean, I'm selling a, a couple of items at the moment on a couple of groups. I'm selling, well, to be honest, I am selling a fair amount, which isn't nailed down at this point. But this holiday won't <laughs> pay for itself. Um, Dan Berry is saying the Clara and the Bodhi Rook are shared via Funko. Um, OK, I didn't know about the Clara. So that, that's uh, that's news to me. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Angela Copley, the tick is on my want list and also want the Mast Elliot as well. Uh, Andre White is after T-Dog. Kitty Gunn is after Aquaman. Sarita P is after the Man Bat. You see what I mean? It's this like, mm-hmm. it's, I think that's what, it's kind of very encouraging actually that people have kind of latching onto their fandoms instead of kind of going for stuff because they think or know it's going to flip well. It, they're, they're going for it because they like that particular Fandom, which I'm, you know what, I'm absolutely down with. Um, theology, I had to get the Indiana Jones, you know, last I, last year, and so that's you know, that's a keeper. I'm gonna, there's no no way I'm ever gonna get rid of that because of that. Um, one thing I did want to ask people is, has anybody seen um, on the stickers last year or the year before? They always had a limited print run of. 500, 2000, or a San Diego exclusives, because it seems like most of the stickers that I've seen have been convention exclusives. It, which yeah, means that's, that's pretty much, yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually looking like, um, a, a Photoshop where they just put on, um, just like a default badge on there at the moment. Uh, there's, there's nothing in terms of numbers, uh, in, in quantity just yet. So no, we haven't heard anything about that. And I'm afraid. I'm scared senseless that we're only going to find out. Uh, I'm so <laughs> nervous about that. Yeah, we're going to be there with a piece of paper, and we, that's when we're going to find out all the details. That scares me senseless. Um, I'm just... Let's see if I can uh, dial this up. Oh, hello. Yeah, so here we go. This is... Uh, <laughs> sorry, just very quickly. We'll quickly run through, just to, just to run through, uh, just to scroll through these. Uh, so those are um, yeah, all of these, by the way, available on the uh, the master list on an Englishman in San Diego, all listed and uh, with all the uh, details in one go. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, that Suicide Squad Joker Batman, I'm trying to work out what the actual relevance is there, to be honest. Uh, the I quite like the Justice League items. I think that's rather cute. But that, I think, is the one that's getting everyone's attention, which is the blue chrome Batman. Uh, which is, uh, like I say, it's a shared Funko with, um, oh, what? I like the one down, too. The one oh, you the like the Man Bat? You like the Man Bat? Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, the Man Bat and the, um, the Batman in the helmet. Uh, the, the interplanetary, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've done a top five of the ones that have gotten attention, and I will say the one that is head and shoulders above everything else at the moment 
yes. is that badly. Yeah. Which is, of course, the holographic Princess Leia and R2-D2 uh, two-pack. Um, yeah, it's very, very pretty. It's very, very nice. Uh, so, yeah, I can imagine that's going to be the, the go-to, get, uh, go-to uh, convention uh, wannabe for this year. Right. Uh, I think the only other thing in terms of uh, exclusives that we can mention is uh, about um, Factory Entertainment who have finally released their full list now. They're releasing 11 uh, exclusives this year. Um, and uh, they've finally gotten uh, the final four that were released to, um, over the course of this last week. Um, we do know about already the Deadpool ones, uh, which uh, they've announced, which is not counted in the 11, which is the Deadpool Rocket Ride, the two metal miniatures, oh, sorry, the metal miniatures for Deadpool, Lady Deadpool, uh, Kid Deadpool, and Dogpool. They are not strictly San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, and they will be available to buy from the website. However, just to let you know that they are going to be on hand, uh, Fabian Nicasia, who's the uh, co-creator of Deadpool, and he's going to be on hand, at the booth to sign them. That's what makes them Comic-Con exclusives. Uh, in terms of the actual um, exclusives they've released, on top of the uh, Star Labs badge set, the Cyborg Metal Miniature, the Black Panther Metal Miniature, the Stanley Godwoke Signature Edition Graphic Novel, uh, the Gotham City Metal Sign. I, I don't get that at all. Uh, <laughs> the Suicide Squad Harley Quinn and the Back to the Future Time Circuit Keychain, the uh, four that were announced uh, this week were the Game of Thrones Dragon Plush to- uh, box set, which is three uh, plushes of um, the uh, three dragons from Game of Thrones, and a Hand of the Queen bottle opener, which to me smacks of tat. But if you are a Game of Thrones collector, knock yourself out. There you go. Uh, the one, however, that absolutely has gotten my attention, and I agree with Kerry Dixon from the unofficial blog on this one. I am a big fan of when uh, they do exclusives which are geared around Comic-Con. It is Comic-Con themed. I appreciate that and I prefer it. To the future, Randy Martinez print. It's not the only print that he's doing. Uh, if I can just uh, bring that up on the screen. If that's, I can just zoom in a bit on that as well. Hang on a second. Uh, There we go. Um, It's the DeLorean speeding past the convention center, almost running over attendees, I notice. I didn't think um, Marty was that bad a driver, but okay, we'll let that slide. Um, But I love the fact that it's geared around Comic-Con. I think that's just... works better. It's not the only print he's doing. He's doing some more prints for other um, uh, companies as well. If you do head to Randy Martinez um, Twitter, he has mentioned that I think he's doing a minimum of two more prints uh, based around uh, San Diego Comic-Con and around uh, different franchises. So, no, I think that looks absolutely amazing. I have just two questions. One... Um, it's heading down the wrong way down the road. Isn't it going to hit a trolley? <laughs> and number two, hitting 88 miles an hour down that road is bloody impossible. It's It can't be done. So there we go. That's my take on that. But no, it looks gorgeous. And I think Factory have really done um, a cracking job of managing to land that as an exclusive. So there we go. 
They did have another exclusive. That was a mystery box. Sorry, and yes, I, indeed. I knew there was uh, something right. I missed. Uh, no, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? They're advertising it as $200 worth of merchandise for $60. Um, if you like blind boxes, it might be a way to go also. Um, I did want to point out one other quick thing. Um, actually, Fra- Factory Entertainment posted on our on the forum, and they are talking about the stickers. Um, and they, this, the SDCC exclusive indicates that it is specific to the show. Um, so that is an, the only thing that's an exception to that are the plush dragons. dragons. Uh, right. th- and they needed to do that apparently to keep consistent with the dire wolf box sets. So that's, these are true, con- these are true San Diego exclusives as opposed to a shared with, um, yeah. a variety of other things. I wanted to bring that out so people would understand. I'm not a big fan of blind boxes, mostly because I'm very specific about what I follow. Um, uh, but it could be really cool. Um, the only concern I've got is um, the thing about factory art is you either get really, really good um, items or you do get these kind of... <laughs> yep. Less I'm, trying to, I'm trying to work out a way of putting this diplomatically. Um, less, less than interesting. The, Bat, the, the Batman 1966 Gotham City Metal Sign. <laughs> I don't quite get. Um, yeah, I, I totally understand. Um, I think, though, like you say, the blind boxes, if anything, because they're not going to be as desired because no one knows what's necessarily inside. So that may be uh, something that could prove interesting. I, I, I'm, I guarantee first thing on preview night when someone buys one, that people are going to be very interested to see what's inside those boxes. Um Picture. Do if you if you see if you do manage to get the contents, see the contents. Post a picture. We'd love to see it. Absolutely. Cool. Um, we've got a couple of questions. Uh, well, a couple of comments as well. Sarita P. Uh, the Wonder Twins is a, a shared uh, exclusive with Fye. Um, also, Sarita P. is asking how much. Uh, Fabian is actually going to be charging for the signatures. That's a very good question. As far as I'm aware, he's not. You pay the cost of the exclusive. It's just, he just happens to be there to sign it. So uh, unless we hear any different, I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll drop him a tweet and see what he says. Um, uh, the Joker Batman, it was a deleted scene from the Suicide Squad. So there you go. This is what happens when you don't pay attention to deleted scenes or indeed by extended versions of films that you thought were all right. Um, so there we go. Um, Quickly, the, uh, if we're done with Factory Entertainment, quickly, um, we did we did have a pre-sale for um, 3A. It happened this week. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous stuff in the $100 range of just little gems. Uh, but they sold quickly. I think it it took about, uh, you know, five or so minutes and, and everything was pretty much sold out. One of the novel things that they did with it was they, um, they're having an offsite showing gallery and a party. So they said to the first 50 people that buy a particular item, you will get an invite to that gallery and party that's happening on preview night. 
And so they did get a lot. Um, those invites have already gone out, and a lot of people are really looking forward to that. Uh, if if you haven't seen seen any of those, they will be selling more of them a limited amount during the show. Uh, so if you are interested in any of those items, you can um, go to the booth. I went to the booth first thing, I think, Saturday morning last year. Um, most people are, are focused, so focused on other things that it was not busy um, at the booth. So it's it's one of those things that if you put a little bit of effort into it, you could probably score an item or two. Anything to add Excellent on that one? I think that's uh, pretty much me. The only thing that I will share is something that Sarita P has just shared with me, and it's great that she multitasks. Uh, she watches the show and also pays attention to uh, to, to Twitter as well. Um, <laughs> but this is uh, very interesting. Um, this is uh, a tweet that's come. Uh, may the Funko be with you on Twitter. If I can just uh, dial this up, uh, this is uh, the tweet saying we're getting another uh, Comic Con uh, uh, Funko Obi Wan Conan. Uh, we've got ourselves oh. that thing, which looks <laughs> rather cute. The only downside is I don't do Conan, so um, if someone can give me that, I'd be really happy. <laughs> you are shameless. Shameless. Look at, look at it. You may have to go up to the Hyatt and just stand in line. I think <laughs> I might just have to. I may just have to. Um, that's very, very pretty indeed. I, yeah, I'm curious to see what the Conans are going to be. Uh, we've yet to hear um, when. I mean, I don't. As far as I'm aware, uh, nobody's heard anything about Conan tickets yet. Correct. As far as I know. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye out on that. Uh, another PSA that I just thought of, um, it is time to go through and gather up all your technology. If you bring a camera, make sure you got your, your cards, your batteries, your phone. If you're going to upgrade your phone, if you're going to battery packs for the phone, all of it. It's time to go through your technology and get it ordered. If you need new. Bear with me five seconds. Uh-oh. Uh, there's, no, there's a reason for that. Um, I've just met, like I say, we've mentioned um, uh, these uh, Funkos uh, for the uh, uh, Conan. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, they've made the uh, Funko be with you, have replied to me, or have mentioned, or noticed that we're talking about it. Nice. Of <laughs> Funkos for this year, which is an Obi-Wan. Yes. Oh my word, uh, that's a really nice flash that works really well with the red hair. That's uh, gorgeous. Uh, which, uh, oh, there's a Spider-Man hanging upside down. Oh. <laughs> from, these are from the wraps from, uh, from, uh, MTS. Oh, oh my word, White Walker. I want that one. Game of Thrones. Okay. I want that one. That's the one that I want. I'm being Chris. Christians has got Christians got his head in his hands. Yes, I love these things. How do I get them? (laughs) Oh my lord! So so there you go. These are like I say. These are from the wraps from MCS. So uh, we've yet to see what the full wrap is going to be like. Um, I'm hoping that they do another video like they did last year, which was cool. They did a a time lapse of the Conan 
um, wrap, uh, which was cool. Yeah, I will say oh. this is the this is the one that I had gotten from last year, just so that people, you know, if they hadn't seen the case before, they can uh, take a look at that. Oh, it's you're not okay. That's so cool. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's very, very good. Okay, so on the on Twitter or on social media or on the Q and A, really quickly, which is your favorite? So here we go. Obi Wan, The Flash. Spider-Man, which you can't actually see the full Spidey, but it's the Tony Stark uh, homecoming Spider-Man. Oh, that is so nice. It's that with the White Walker. Oh, and it should have had... That White Walker is just stunning. A streak of red. That would have been just, you know, just like one or two hairs of red. Oh, my word. Okay, so number one, thank you very much indeed to Sarita for pointing that out. And number two, thanks to Nader Funkover with you for sharing that. That's just stunning. So there we go. There you go. Um, so let me just quickly uh, pull up the Q&A because I can imagine the Q&A is just <laughs> Spidey, The Flash, White Walker. Um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, <laughs> the Mac Phantom. I will not wait for Conan. I will not wait for Conan. I will not wait for Conan. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Cool. Right. So, um, uh, I think that's I, as much as we can fit into today's show. I'm certain if we carried it on going, we could just keep going. Alyssa, oh, go on then. Week in TV. Yes. Um, I know. I, I know. Uh, if you didn't catch it, Blood Drive was last week. I'm having a hard time getting to that show, but I'm sure there are people who would very much enjoy it. Uh, Face Off also returned, as did Turn, um, the Revolutionary War uh, uh, spy ring movie. This week, we say goodbye to um, Better Call Saul, American Gods, Fargo and the originals. So it's, it's, we're getting all of those spring shows are wrapping up their finales. Um, we do say hello to the night shift glow. Um, the wall and Hollywood game night of the gong show is also, but there's another show which is on spike television called the mist. It's a Stephen King. Um, show it's a series premiere on as I said Spike TV on Thursday and uh, re- residents of Bridgeport Maine find themselves engulfed by a foreboding mist containing a myriad of inexplicable and bizarre threats so it's going to be interesting and I, I, I'm really kind of given the history of these shows appearing on you know, these scripted shows appearing on out of the blue from some of these other channels. I'm, I'm going to tune into that one and I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, what it is. We also, um, get on Nicktoons, we get the rabbit invasion because yes, I, you know, uh, rabbits kind of goes along with animaniacs, you know, <laughs> just in terms of, <laughs> yeah, I know as Leonard shakes his Oh, head. no, no, I'm not, listen, the reason why I don't bring up the Animaniacs too much on this show is because we could just turn this into the Animaniacs podcast, happily. I am an, uh, I'm an Animaniacs fanatic, so, yeah, tell you what, forget DuckTales, can we just have Animaniacs back, please? <laughs> Another show that's coming back on TBS is, it's a half an hour sitcom called The Wrecked. Um, I, it's into their second season premiere. That's happening on Monday. 
yeah, it's a sitcom. A single cam, yeah. camera sitcom. You know, there you go. So, but enjoy the season finales of American God and Talking Small, uh, Talking Saul. Those, uh, those really look to be, uh, the highlights of the week. Hopefully yeah. next time. I mean, we've got Graham that's asking, is anybody still watching American Gods? Uh, he gave up after uh, episode two. I think a lot of people are getting thrown by just how dense that show it is. It's not, it's refusing to explain itself. It, it's not laying it out easy for an audience and you really have to kind of knuckle down and just get in there. Um, I got up to episode five. I'm going to do the rest of my catch up. Um, and it's a tough watch. It's, yeah. it's a tough I watch. Watched, so I don't know. I can't advocate it, um, for or against, but I do know that it, it seems like it's got a few people who are ardent followers of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what, what shows have you been watching, uh, Christian? I'm excited about the, uh, DuckTales and I'll, I want them to bring out Darkwing Duck. Darkwing <laughs> yes. Duck, the whole Disney <laughs> afternoon lineup. That's what I want. Yeah. What, what do you think of the opening credits? Of which one? Darkwing Duck? DuckTales. Duck duck uh, it's good. It's cool. I mean, the style, I'm not used to the style, but give me some, uh, jumping in the money bin anytime. Like, I love, I love that. I love that they're bringing that into the uh, expo this year. I, I, I'm, I'm getting, I keep getting told off for chatting up my male guests, but I think you and I have to hold hands and jump in the money pit. <laughs> I will be there. We'll get like a little picture at the expo together. Speaking of uh, 23, um, the one of the, the panels that I was really interested in was 90 Years of Oswell, The Lucky Rabbit. That Ooh. looked on Sunday. That looked to be really, you know, one of those small hidden gems of yeah. uh, that I, I'm, you know, six o'clock on a Sunday night, uh, I think it is. So that's. You know, if you, if anybody wants to go see that with me, if, if I do actually get to D23, <laughs> welcome to hit me up and we'll go grab a bunch of seats together. I'll be there. Sounds good. Sounds we'll like, do it. It sounds like, it sounds like a plan, doesn't it? You mm-hmm. see, the plans are coming together. That's what we like to see. <laughs> Excellent stuff. So yeah, not that long to go now. Um, we're going to be back with another show next week. Uh, we have yet to nail down a guest. For next week's show. I do know that we've got a guest lined up for the week after, uh, where we are going to be talking to Helen O'Hara from Empire Magazine, who's going to be talking to us about the films of San Diego Comic-Con. Now, admittedly, the vast majority of uh, the uh, panels and the people that will be at- appearing at San Diego will be kind of lined up and announced by the time we get to it, Helen, but she'll certainly talk to us about what that means to- for Comic-Con, about um, how that impacts the show. Uh, she's always an excellent guest, and I'm looking forward to having her on. So, thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Uh, Alyssa, where can people find you online? Sarita P. said that Maddie pre-sales orders go on sale tomorrow, just to give everybody a heads up if you're you're doing that. People can find me on my Twitter handle, at Friends of CCI, or on my website, which is friendsofcc.com. And I'd also like to thank um, Christian for joining us for the half an hour that we scheduled to talk about <laughs> Disney D23. Um, <laughs> Christian, you guys are so amazing. Thank you. <laughs> One more time. Where can people find you online? Um, on Twitter at Christian D Milan uh, at, and at, on YouTube. Uh, just search for Christian Milan and D23 and you'll find me. 
we are going to be posting your channel links left, right, and centre, mate, because well worth checking out. Leonard. Oh, yeah, is there, is there a website? For, uh, I do not have a website, no. I, I'm relatively new to social media, so... Missing a trick oh, there, mate. <laughs> Missing a trick. My name's Leonard Sultana. You can find me on social media, Englishman SDCC, on uh, various uh, YouTube, on... Uh, uh, Twitter and on uh, Facebook as well at facebook.com slash an Englishman in San Diego and of course if you would like to uh, throw any pennies our way to help support what we do here on a Sunday and indeed the website in general uh, if you go to patreon.com slash Englishman SDCC enjoy the rest of your week and uh, we'll cover all the uh, Funko announcements uh, that we'll get over the next seven days on next week's show and hopefully we'll have a, a nice exciting guest lined up for uh, next week as well do keep an eye on Twitter for that, and uh, I'll announce as soon as we get somebody lined up. Just enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.